It was a, an amazing weekend out in Irvine this past weekend as Orange County was able to sneak away with a victory in extra time as the Seattle player, one of the Seattle players uh, had a penalty in the penalty box and Aiden Quinn was able to convert for the win and the full three points. And oh, by the way, our friends over in Phoenix dropped some points courtesy of Reno. Uh, this is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. As we are underway from the Champion Soccer Stadium. First time into the box, it's a great ball, and it bolts in! Oh, it's a world-class goal from Orange County. Shallow, Shallow will have a go off the deflection, and it finds its way in. Selmo shooting from the corner, and put it in! And there will be no second opportunity as Andre Rawls shuts it down. This ball finds the top left corner, and Orange County has struck again. Past Hashimoto, Segbert, shooting, scoring! Escalante sits on it, and Rawls somehow was ready. And I fight, and they fight over the top, and it down, it's in! Orange County equalizes! What a debut! Not only for the stadium, but for Sola Abalachi! Are you ready, Orange County? This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast and on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. The first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samore, and I'm with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. And joining me as he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how's everything going for you today? It's going pretty well, Ray. Thanks. Awesome to hear. And uh, also joining us this week, we've got a guest uh, from the recently added to Beautiful Game Network podcast, 1868 Weekly, and that is John Macaluso. John, how is everything going for you guys? Hey, everything's going pretty well. Thanks for having me on the show today. I know you guys had me on a while back. First uh, other soccer cast or soccer podcast I've been on, so I appreciate it. Awesome. And, and, And if I can recall correctly, I think you actually joined us on our very first episode uh, maybe I'm I'm incorrect there, but I think that's when it was, or if it wasn't, it was right there towards the beginning of our podcast. Uh, you know, so uh, thank you for coming on back and congratulations on. I, I think you sort of rebranded your podcast is mm-hmm. now at this point more soccer specific, uh, and you've joined the Beautiful Game Network. So uh, welcome aboard. Thanks for having me. If it weren't for you guys, I, I probably wouldn't be there. <laughs> so appreciate it. No, awesome. You know, you were an awesome guest when we had you last time. And and I know, uh, you know, talking with the guys from Beautiful Game Network, we've always wanted a Reno uh, soccer podcast up there. So you, it was like this perfect mix of, of you know, I knew you were a pretty good uh, a soccer expert or at least sports expert up there in Reno, and, and we needed that. So welcome aboard. Uh, you know, we're talking about Beautiful Game Network. Remember that our podcast is part of that network as well, uh, the 1868 uh, uh what is it? 1868 Weekly is part of that, and then also a bunch of other podcasts, uh, the um, the USL show, a bunch of other stuff. So go check it out, B, uh, bgn.fm, or follow them on Twitter at the bgn.fm. I, I think John, you were on the US uh, USL show on this most recent episode, correct? Yeah, I was, and it it was a really awesome experience. A lot of cool guys. Uh, I mean, I was the only West Coast guy, so 95% of the time I had no idea what they were talking about with uh, East Coast soccer. But, no, it's a lot of fun. Check it out, guys. 
thanks for thanks for representing the Western Conference of USL on what was like you said a primarily uh, East Coast uh, group of guys over there. Uh, if you haven't checked out that podcast, ladies and gentlemen, check it out. They are pretty knowledgeable with their soccer stuff. And because you know we don't really get into much East Coast stuff or Eastern Conference stuff here, it's a great uh, resource for that as well. Um, so we're going to get into the thick of things. Uh, we're winding down. We've got one last week here of the uh, soccer season. Before we get into that, though, I just want to briefly let everyone know, you know, we, we've got our live, you know, on real grass soccer team. But recently, Orange County had started uh, the first USL eSports team, uh, which was an awesome achievement to begin with. And they've actually uh, been taking part in this preseason tournament for what they have. And they actually had some matches tonight uh, as part of that tournament. And they actually were victorious on both of those matches. Uh, they won 5-0 and 6-0 against, I believe it was San Jose. And in doing so, they uh, qualified for the final of this preseason tournament. That final is going to take place tomorrow. So for those of you that are interested in supporting your Orange County team, regardless if it's, you know, real-life players sweating and, and breathing on the field or video game eSports uh, soccer teams, uh, you can follow them. They will have a broadcast of that, I believe, on Twitch and on Facebook. You can go to the Orange County Soccer Club website and go to their eSports page to find out more details on that. But definitely go on and support your team. I was watching the matches tonight, and they were actually some pretty, uh, pretty good matches, and we have a pretty good eSports team, at least from the few matches I've been able to watch recently. So um, make sure you check that out. Um, so let's get into the real life on real grass soccer. And this past weekend, uh, let's first talk about the Orange County match. Uh, Orange County hosted Seattle Sounders 2 in the final home match of the season. Oh, and by the way, it was also Richard Chaplow's final regular season home match uh, as a professional player. And pretty much through the 90 minutes of time, probably uh, not the most exciting uh, experience for fans either watching on ESPN Plus or live at the stadium. But uh, thanks to a penalty in extra time and a conversion by probably one of the most solid penalty kick takers in the USL, Aiden Quinn, instead of walking away with one point, Orange County walked away with two points. Dylan, uh, I was there with you. I know we were both there. Um, it was a pretty exciting scene out there in the stands, uh, I would say. What, what would you your thoughts be or what was your experience out there yeah i mean i, I gave you a hug when that penalty was called um <laughs> after you had jinxed me. about it <laughs> i was holding on to you like like you were my dad or something um oh man where to begin um that penalty call should have been 10 minutes earlier um ray jinxed it by saying that the refereeing wasn't bad like 15 minutes into the game i blame me yeah i'm going to um Quinn is solid as ever from the spot and and slotted at home. Uh, went the opposite side from where he went last week against uh, against uh, Real Monarchs. Um, and that's a but, good thing because the goalie went that that opposite direction or that, that way that he went last week. So Aiden going the other way was a, a definitely a good choice by him. Yeah, I, I think he generally shoots to his right um, and Leaker guessed correctly but didn't dive far enough. And this time he uh quinn put it to the left and um you know it went in so that's the important part but orange county definitely didn't play the game they should have been um i think all the players we talked to after the match basically confirmed that and it was a game that we should have done better with um and that's no disrespect to gonzalez's goal on the 60th minute that was uh that was a beautiful goal 
let me i don't want to say world class but uh it's up there in terms of it had some, some of the better dip. goals i've seen it had some dip to it. it it was i mean there was absolutely no way i think any goalkeeper even maybe mls goalkeeper uh EPL goalkeeper. I don't think many goalkeepers would have had a shot on that because it it was pretty high up and it just dipped into the the upper corner there, which was amazing. Uh, John, as an outsider, uh, were, did you get a chance to see any of this match or watch any of the highlights of the match uh, by any chance? Yeah, I, I watched the end like uh, every other USL fan on the planet. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you really can't beat the buzzer beaters. I mean, they're especially live. Like you guys were were right there. A while back, uh, a few weeks ago, maybe maybe a month ago, um, Reno had one against Vegas, and there's just no, there's just no comparison. The only the only thing I can think of to compare it is like a walk off in baseball because you don't see it coming. It's just like pow, and then you know a team scores and that's it. And and uh, the the last goal, the final goal was in the 94th minute, right? I, I get something like that. I think yeah, it was like was there was the like 94th. a minute or two after mm-hmm. the penalty because. All the Seattle players were up in the uh, ref's face for a couple minutes there. <laughs> right. So the penalty probably happened around the 91st minute, and the score probably was the 94th minute. Um, so, yeah. But yeah. So you know, if you, I, I didn't know if you have anything else that you want. Yeah. No. I mean, it, it just doesn't get much later than that. So I mean, amazing. Really, really good win from uh, OCSC, and definitely one that was needed. Uh, I think because they were at the time a couple points behind Phoenix, right? Um. I think no. I think we're ahead of. We've been ahead of Phoenix. It's just Phoenix oh, okay. has a game in hand, um, which, by the way, they're playing as we're recording right now. So we're going to try and uh, maybe update you towards the end of this podcast of how things are looking. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's that game in hand that Phoenix has that's sort of uh, worrying us Orange County fans mm-hmm. because um, you know that's where the difference comes. Right. Um, I know you mentioned like you know the buzzer beater or the walk of Homer. That's I think that's one of the things that's so beautiful about soccer and, and the way it's done is you really don't know when that final whistle is going to blow. You know it's coming. Once that 90-minute mark hits, you know there's going to be a final whistle within the next few minutes. You just have no idea when. You get sort of a guess when that ref holds up the sign saying two, three, four minutes extra time. But even with that, you still don't know. I've, I've seen instances where a ref will hold up a two-minute sign, and a minute 30 seconds later, they blow the final whistle. You're like, okay, where's the full two minutes? And vice versa, I've seen where they hold up that two-minute sign, and it goes you know, six minutes into extra time before the final whistle blows. Um, I, I think that is just such a beautiful part of this game because you get that, that um, just, you know, on your edge of your seat moment, you know, thinking that your team can hopefully have a chance here with those extra minutes. And, and luckily for Orange County, there was a penalty, um, maybe not the best way. I, I know like a month ago or a month and a half ago, we had that amazing come from behind victory against Oklahoma City uh, where it was actually two goals on the, I know one of them was off of a free kick, but it's still, um, that's more difficult to do than a, a penalty kick. Uh, Dylan, uh, you were there with me at the match. Uh, you, I think you tweeted out sort of what the announced crowd was, um, but I, I definitely felt that it was a pretty good-sized crowd there for a match, and especially there in the supporter section, I think we had probably one of the bigger turnouts we've had all season. Definitely. Um, I think it was 4,092 or something like that. Um 4206 is what the uh, claimed attendance was, and it was actually pretty full. Um, a lot of people left early and missed that 94th minute winner, so shame on them. Um, but it was a great atmosphere, and in the county line collision, we had a, a lot of people coming in, and um, kind of all the all the faces uh, were there, and all the voices were there, and it was it was a really good time. 
Yeah, no, and, and um, you know, I, I know that announced um, attendance, that's going to be basically ticket sales. I know at least two people that weren't there because I actually had two additional tickets. Uh, my youngest son, who was so excited to go to the match, uh, got sick the day before, and he just, luckily we kept him home because he ended up having strep throat. Um, I Oof. wouldn't want him to get all of Counterline Coalition sick, and then you guys can't come to the to the playoff match. But uh, it was uh, definitely a good crowd there from what i've experienced probably one of the best biggest crowds of the season and again caroline coalition was rocking there was it was almost there was almost no room left for people to come in and join there and it was pretty much standing room only in that section uh, for the most part by the way shout out to the guys at caroline coalition because i had a one of my other one of my my other son and then a couple kids from my soccer uh youth team that were there and um they were just welcomed in and they were having a ball uh, they got a chance to to bang on the drum a little bit there, uh, and my son came home. He had probably about three or four of the chants memorized by the time he got home, so he's ready for the playoffs now. Uh, we're working on getting our chants ready because we're definitely going to be out there yelling with uh, with Caroline Coalition at that uh, that match. Uh, John, I I know you mentioned you know this was a pretty big win, and um, it definitely ended up being a pretty big win because you know to go coincide with that. Uh, your team, Reno, was facing the team that we're battling for first place out in the West Coast, which is Phoenix. And you guys uh, at least took care of business to help us out a little bit by uh, helping, uh, or I guess your team helped uh, Phoenix drop a few points there, so or a couple points there. Uh, can you just sort of give us an idea, like, what was the that game like, um, and how did you guys at least... I know probably for you guys, the draw isn't the big win there, like what we're seeing it as, but how did you guys hold Phoenix and, and come away with a draw in that match? Our defense and uh, Matt Persano. Matt Persano was excellent. I think he was on Team of the Week this week, actually. Um, re really shut out spot-on performance from him. Uh, really, uh, He was definitely like my star of the game. And then I have to, I have to look at the Reno defense really – doing their part in in uh in keeping phoenix from scoring phoenix had tons of chances i think in my opinion at least for the first half i'd probably say the first half and then the first 10 minutes going into the second half phoenix was uh, or maybe i should say reno was way outmatched um yeah i mean that defense held strong and then a little bit later into the second half reno's offense started going started really moving it was Ian Russell kind of had a, an interesting lineup, one that he hadn't run at least in a very long time without Brian Brown, without Antoine Hopineau. So I wasn't really sure at the beginning of the game how it would turn out. I guess I, I was I was a little bit negative about it. You know, I felt a little bit negative. Uh, I thought that Phoenix was, was surely going to score. But Brent Richards, Duke LaCroix did a great job on defense. And, I mean, that's that's all I can tell you. It was It was a 0-0 match. So obviously not not too many or not any scores, but yeah, Reno stood tall, and Matt Persano was excellent. I can't really understate how good he was. Uh, I think he had like five saves, six saves. Reno only had like two shots on goal, so it was kind of it was a rough night for for Reno offensively, but defensively, man, uh, they they showed up. And I think with that uh, that draw, it uh, basically is guaranteed you guys fifth spot in the table at least. Um, you guys have a shot to move up to fourth, uh, which, you know, as an Orange County fan, I guess I'm a little disappointed that you guys still have an opportunity for that because I, <laughs> I, 
Of course, if you guys were just stuck in fifth and there was no shot of getting fourth for you guys, you guys might rest some of your key players or you know, just sort of play with the rotation a little bit. But because this match, you guys have something to actually play for because the difference between fourth and fifth is a home match in that first round of the playoffs. Uh, I'm sure not just as a fan, uh, as a follower, but I'm sure the team itself, they, they probably are hoping to get that, that, home, that home match in the first round against... Uh, I mean, you guys know you're pr pretty much playing uh, Real Monarchs there. Yeah. yeah, so I I'm sure you guys would rather play it uh, up there in Reno and instead of having to try and make the trip out to Salt Lake City uh, for that match, so... Um, yeah, I, I don't feel like. Uh, I mean, I'll just say it now. I don't feel like the mon the monarchs have been that great lately. Like, not. I think they they are one, three and one in their last five, if uh, memory serves. So yes. we definitely want them at home. <laughs> I think oh, yeah. that that would be hugely beneficial. Well, and I think what was their last? Their last win was against OKC Energy, which no disrespect to them. They're they you know they played better than they did earlier in the season, but they're still you know, out of the playoffs and really don't have much to play for at this point of the season. So um, other than that, I mean, prior to this last win, three losses in a row against Orange County, LA Galaxy 2, and Colorado Springs. Uh, you listen to those names, two of those teams are not even in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So uh, you guys sort of, I, I, I hate to jinx anything, but you guys sort of got a nice little situation there regardless of where you have to play just because they've been struggling. You know, we're looking at Orange County. Uh, you know, if we can hang on to first place, we're looking at this point, maybe uh, Swope Park, maybe San Antonio. I don't know, maybe even St. Louis, uh, depending on how things turn out there. So uh, you guys can actually start preparing for your playoffs already, I guess. But uh, And hopefully maybe maybe that's what your coach staff needs to do. Just start preparing for the playoffs, regardless if you're going to be home or away. Tell your coaching staff, hey, let's start preparing for the playoffs. Who cares about Orange County? Let them win. Uh, give them three points. And I think I kind of <laughs> I said earlier that the lineup that Ian Russell put out on the field kind of surprised me, or at least it wasn't it wasn't you know the regulars like you want Brian Brown in that starting lineup and Antoine Openo for sure. Um, so I kind of felt I kind of did get that vibe against Phoenix, like um, maybe they were testing the waters with some other players, or you know maybe trying to give the the players who get more time on the field some rest. So we'll have to see what happens uh, this Saturday against you guys. <laughs> no, definitely. Dylan, uh, what are your thoughts uh, coming up on this? I know we sort of swung away from that Seattle match here, uh, but what are your thoughts going into this uh, the match this weekend against Reno? Um, and, uh, you know, what are your thoughts as far as are you confident? I, I used the word, but um, what do you think? What, what's what's going to happen this weekend? Oh, that's a tough one to predict. I mean, obviously Reno is in a pretty good run of form. Um, that draw against uh, Phoenix is, is pretty huge, I would say. It might not be a three-point performance for you guys, but that's a big result. And up against the team that's been projected to be uh, pretty much the best in the West all season long, um, hell, that's that's practically three points. Um, but I do think, and this is no disrespect to you, John, or anyone in Reno, uh, that Orange County is a better team. Um the table has reflected that for a few months now, and the results have reflected that. Orange County might be coming behind for these wins, um, and especially against teams that they should just be outright beating. But there's something to be said about that, that ability to call back, and there's also something to be said um, just for the fact that it's been wins against also teams that they weren't ex necessarily expected to beat. Um, Phoenix away, that 4-3 win was huge, and, and that 5-2 victory against uh, the Monarchs. Granted, they have been hemorrhaging the last few weeks. I think that that's huge as well. 
So that sort of uh, was at the start of that at least three game losing streak. So uh, for for Real Monarchs. So yeah, they had gone on their um, their road trip, played Los Dos, lost, and then played us and lost, and they had something like a it's like a nine negative nine goal difference for that that yeah. two game stretch. So that was not ideal for them, but um, it should be interesting. I know Reno has a pretty good advantage. Um, playing at home and, and knowing the field and, and having that uh, home support there. So it'll be curious to see if, uh, or I'll be curious to see if uh, the quality of Orange County is enough to, to kind of see out the uh, the home field advantage that Reno's going to take and, and Reno's form as well. Well, yeah, and, and you know, it's it's one of, unfortunately, it's one, you know, Reno's not that close to Orange County. Uh, so I don't really know if anyone or maybe a couple people will be heading up that way. Maybe. I, I think there was sort of mum- mumblings about trying to get a couple fans up there. It's just one of those more difficult uh, trips to make uh, to get up to Orange County. I mean, sorry, to get up to Reno. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of those things where as an Orange County fan, I mean, I'll have to agree with Dylan there. It's I think talent-wise, Orange County has just sort of the better talent at this point. Um, but uh, again, Reno is a tough, tough matchup uh, to end the season against, and definitely because they have something to play for, uh, that's going to be a, a, a big, uh, a big match for, uh, or a difficult match for Orange County. Um, Make it easy on us, John. <laughs> Just tell someone at the club to like to I go said, easy tell, on yeah, us. Tell them you guys already sort of know you're playing Real Monarchs. Who, you know, maybe you guys just you tell them you know just focus on preparing for them regardless of where you're playing just just focus on them you know sit don't let anyone get injured you know let orange county win ian (laughs) ian russell is a really smart dude so i mean he i'm sure he's got some super secret diabolical plan whether it's uh try to win or try to just work out some other guys i don't know we'll find out um but one thing i i want to throw out there is the weather is changing here in reno and I think that that I think that that's might be a factor on Saturday, and I think it could be a factor on the twentieth. Were Reno to draw that home field advantage, so hopefully Are you guys some winter weather now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so not not quite snow, which is good. We don't want snow. Snow sucks, but it's it's getting really chilly at night. So. Uh, and this is, uh, I think, less 7.05, 7.30 is usually the time they start. So that's pretty beneficial to Reno. I, they started out the season playing in snow, so they can they can handle the uh, the snow. But I, I don't know. I feel I feel another draw in this one, to be honest with you guys. Uh, kind of similar to the last time the two teams played. You know... Um... For you guys, I guess a draw. Well, I don't think a draw helps you guys either mm-hmm. um, in the standings. So, really, I, well, I guess it sort of does. But then you go to wins. Now they have more wins than you. So right. So um, it doesn't matter at all. So it doesn't really. matter. You guys, you, <laughs> if you guys want fourth, you guys need to get a victory. Mm-hmm. And if we want first, more than likely we have to get the victory because uh, we. Because I think right now, I don't know, Dylan, if you're still following the Las Vegas match, but uh, I know when we were speaking earlier, Vegas already had a goal. Um, do you see anything on that, Dylan, or do you have any updates on that? Yeah, I mean, um, right before we got live, um, it was something like 13 minutes in, and Phoenix was up uh, 1-0. They're currently up 2-1, and it's halftime. Yep. yep, yep, yep. So so two penalties, um, one going either way. I don't know what the hell's going on in Vegas, but uh, 
for once in the season, I am cheering for Vegas, nope. and they're letting me down. Nope, never cheer for Vegas. That that's your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because I yeah you know I forget you guys are the interstate rival um, on there. How's that been for you guys? Because I know uh, Vegas is a newer team. You guys have been around for a couple seasons now. How is it to having an in-state rival? It's nice. You know, it's like having that that little brother who's just not quite as good as the older brother, you know. Uh, So, you know, we're doing what we can to teach them how to run a a solid soccer club. But unfortunately, they've got emojis on the back of their jerseys. I was going to say, you're doing your best to show them. So have you been teaching them how to use llamas and helicopters with cash yeah, you guys haven't been trying very hard that's, or you're really bad at it and i think it's more of the first it's it's just vegas does what vegas wants i was gonna say yeah yeah guys, they're, they're that brother like the that city yeah they're that brother that just won't listen you know i mean won't listen to the parents won't listen to the older brother well it's it's more the little brother that's saying look at me look at me because they're not getting any attention i guess that so they're basically right, doing right. you know it's like that kid that decides yeah hey, i'm gonna you know, drop my pants and run around naked because I want attention or something like that. Are these uh, your kids, right? Is that who you're talking about? Or was this you as a child? Nah, nah. My kids are actually really well-behaved. Uh, it's, uh, I, I've seen other kids that do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, let's, let's not compare Vegas to anyone's kids. That's an insult on... <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, oh. I, I really have... I really enjoy this this rivalry for sure. Um, it's it's a lot more real than the, than the uh, quote, Sacramento uh, Donner Pass Derby rivalry because that was kind of a rivalry that was just people were like oh you know Sacramento they're they're just up the street a few hours away let's just have a rivalry with them but Reno has a huge and always has had a huge rivalry with Vegas basketball football college um, so it's it had to happen what, and, so you, and you, you guys aren't it. a fan of the you guys aren't a fan of the the running rebels Ugh. oh man. <laughs> mm, that's what I'm talking about. Go Wolfpack. <laughs> hey, hey, Colin Kaepernick was uh, uh, Nevada, mm-hmm. U, U, University of Nevada, right? Right, yeah. Uh, Wolfpack, so there, I mean. He was. Uh, great. I've, I've just sort of uh, alienated probably a bunch of people. They're like, why are you talking about Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick now, man? That's, that's you you could blame story. me. You could, you could talk about... Uh, Donald Trump is probably less uh, polarizing than Colin Kaepernick at this point. Yeah, well, so. we had Lefty come on the podcast from Fresno and say that uh, Las Vegas was the Donald Trump of, of the, the USL. USL. So, well, all right, anyone who is now sick of us, you can just. I don't know about that. Off. I mean, there's pil- there's still people that like Donald Trump, though. Woo-hoo. Hey, hey, I, I'll still watch. I'll still watch reruns of The Apprentice. It's pretty fun. But uh, uh, let's get back into soccer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's we always this is something that me and Dylan have have grown in. We just sort of we'll talk about soccer for about a half hour and then we just start getting into some random weird stuff sometimes. But uh let's sort of backtrack now. Let's get back into um at really quickly about the the Seattle match that just happened because uh we had last week Richard Chaplow on. He had just recently announced he's retiring as a professional. Uh he came on and and you know, had, we had a great 20 25 minutes with him. He was sharing uh some thoughts and and what his career goals are, or his future might be. Uh, but, you know, he played in that final game. He didn't play the full match, but he got to play, and he got what, Dylan, was it like a butt goal or a, a hip goal or something like that? Yeah, I mean, Cronali pretty much had his, his shot or his head, and then uh, Chaplow got in the was way. just kind of on the <laughs> goal line, and there was a guy next to him, and it kind I think it just went off of Chaplow's, uh, his butt and something into the like back that. of the net. Now, um, that, they that, that has to be... each other on Twitter about it. That has um, to be Cronulli one of the best... That has to be one of the best last goals of a career, or not last goal. He might still score, but I guess for a last 
regular season home match goal. I mean, that probably is a 400th appearance goal. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think I talked to you at the stadium is, is I was questioning, you know, that has to have probably been offside, right? Cause he was right on the goal line when that happened. Uh, I doubt there was two Seattle players in the way, but Hey, I'm not gonna, I think, yeah, well, he was, yeah, you obviously have the goalkeeper and he's there. And then you have the guy at the far post for Seattle. And then you have the guy that's marking Chaplo. So on, on the goal line with him. So Maybe. he I might know, John, be off. If- John, I don't know if you saw that uh, that goal by any chance on any of the highlights, because uh, I know that was a little bit earlier in the match. Um, did you get a chance to see that at all by any chance? I mean, I didn't, but if you guys want to keep talking, I'll be more than happy to look it up. Dylan, let's, let's keep talking really quick while John looks right. it up, and we can... Uh, hey, Dylan, how's how's everything going for you today? Oh, it's great. But if we're going <laughs> to talk about questionable refereeing decisions, there's so much to talk about in this game. There's no way that this referee passed his assessment. Oh, I know you he were tweeting about that. missed such a clear red card in the 85th minute that was a scoring <laughs> opportunity i don't know how you'd interpret it as not a scoring opportunity well let's let's, let's like, do this really quick just, we'll get into oh the ref because we do that all the time we'll get into the ref in a little bit uh, let's give john a chance to look at that let's actually hear from richard chapel at the end of the match and uh, just sort of get his words or his thoughts on on what happened there if it'll play and it's not playing oh, of course it's not playing that's all your fault dylan um, uh, okay <laughs> Let's try it one more time. How's it feel? Uh, you know, last home game of the of the regular season. Uh, got a goal out there. Yeah, got a goal. Got lucky. Uh, nice. Um, obviously, Al's got a good header on it, and it's just come back and hit me and gone in. So uh, it's funny how the world works, isn't it? You know, <laughs> and uh, you know, got us back in the game that goal, and um, and then you know, ultimately, we've showed great team spirit again to. Uh, to come back right at the death and, and win the game. So that's probably been now out the last six, seven games, maybe four, four or five games we've done that. So uh, shows how far we've come as a team, I think, to be able to keep grinding and keep pushing and keep believing. And, uh, you know, incredibly happy just for the boys that we're now going into the uh, into the final game of the season, giving ourselves a chance uh, of finishing top. So we'll, we'll see. So you guys, uh, you know, you went to half, tied 0-0, gave up an early goal. Uh, what, what was it about that goal that just sort of made you guys click and, and start pushing harder? Or? Um, I think um, I think we knew that coming out on the day, you know, that we if we turned up and, and took the game to them, that we probably had a little bit too much for them. And, um, you know, we just couldn't quite find that goal first half. We, we were all over them a little bit and um, all in them, but we just didn't have that clinical uh, finish in the final third or the ruthlessness that we need to put teams away. And uh, ultimately it punishes you, you know. They, they're a young team full of energy and, and credit to them. They came out and played and, uh, you know, it was a good goal from their side but uh, ultimately when you're backed against the wall you have one decision and uh, obviously for us we had to we had to step up and we did and so they announced that you had some you know friends and family did uh, some came out I guess from uh, from England or uh, just you know it's uh, everyone always supports me and and, and uh, does so well so uh, my mum and dad are actually going to fly out uh, next weekend to come out for the playoff game so uh, obviously when I told them I was retiring they wanted to, to see my last game I uh, my parents have been there for me from the start as, as everyone parents are but um, yeah my dad has literally travelled uh, he didn't miss a game for 15 years in England so uh, <laughs> it's harder when you're out here right? <laughs> it's even harder yeah so uh, he, he was uh, adamant he was going to come out and see my last game so uh, they're on their way out but uh, yeah friends friends and, and family are out here and uh, 
all my new friends that I've, I've made since I've been in, in uh, California or Orange County and uh, I really really appreciate appreciated all that support you know not just from them but uh, from the club from the fans from the team uh, they really made it a special day and I appreciate that awesome congratulations on the win cool. keep up the good work you guys thank you Ray. thank awesome. you all right so that was Richard Chappell at the end of the match and at the end of his 400th match a match where he scored probably one of the most random goals of his career I would I would have to imagine and uh you know a, and a great opportunity because he had some friends and family out in the stands and, and so i'm sure that was a a great uh, experience for him and uh you know he's been such a, a big part of the growth uh, and the development of this team um and just sort of soccer in in orange county so um you know once again congratulations to richard chapel on a on an awesome uh performance we got a victory he got a goal in that uh, final home match of the regular season all right. Where do we go from here? <laughs> I don't know if uh, John's still trying to research that video um, from Richard Chaplow or what he may have seen on that. Uh, John, or, uh, we're, we're sorry, we're talking about the the header, right? The header, right. Well, it was like the... it was like a header from Alex Cornelli, and then it sort then... of uh, caromed off of Richard Chaplow's. Yeah, backside. it looked like it like came off his chest. I mean, like I have a really bad, <laughs> I don't have a very good view of it, but yeah, it definitely looked like an accident. Like not not like a, oh hey I'm gonna you know head it to you and you kick it in because it was kind of like r like right in front of the goal, but That's what I'm um, saying. yeah yeah I I feel like if you guys can get a hold of this footage and throw some like Beethoven in the background and like slow it down, <laughs> <laughs> like that would be phenomenal. It's it's a perfect swan dive header and then it kind of just pops in. All right. Well, All right, fun. Dylan, you're you're sort of our classical music expert, Dylan. Apparently, so if you want to try and you're figure that out, you're a DJ expert. What was that? You're our DJ expert. Yeah, Can you be the one? Dude, I used to DJ stuff, you know, like you know, Sir Mix a lot and <laughs> and whatnot. I never, that. I don't think I ever tried to mix in some Beethoven or some Bach or whatever the heck you listened to a couple weeks ago um, that probably Rivaldi. had violins and pianos involved. There was, yeah, yeah. those those were both involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was strictly, you know, I was a wedding DJ. So basically whatever got people out on the dance floor and very rarely does classical music get people on the dance floor. The cha-cha slide. I bet you played that plenty. <laughs> you know what's funny is it was that was a very polarizing song. I would get brides and grooms that say, you are not playing that song. You're not playing the Macarena. You're not playing YMCA. You know, basically all those dances that have some sort of move that go with it that everyone knows they're like no you're not playing that and i would have to tell them hey do you want your 80 year old grandma to get out on the dance floor for one song on the night if you do let me play the macarena <laughs> or let me play the cha-cha slide or do you want so and so who never dances to get out for your wedding night that's what we do and, and half the at least half the time probably 75 percent of the time i would convince people to let me at least play one or two of those songs on a night because they realize that's the only song that's going to get like I said, 80-year-old grandma on the dance floor is the right. Macarena yeah. or something like that. So, If I get married, you are not DJing it. <laughs> hey, I'm retired will as, not be played. I am retired as a DJ, but I can definitely refer you to some DJs who are pretty amazing in the area, Dylan. So, as long as they don't play that. Also, I'm not in a rush, Dude, so we're clear. <laughs> but you want, you, Dylan, I'm telling you, on your wedding day, you want 80-year-old grandma on the dance floor because you're going to get good pictures and it's going to be memories. I'm, t I'm telling you. that's. Just, I, I think my grandmother is already... <laughs> <laughs> past 80 do what you want to do dylan i'm just telling you that i mean if you want every if you want a picture of everyone dancing on the dance floor and it looks like you have a packed dance floor on your wedding night you got to play one of those songs it, it just 
play one of the songs and then switch to another song and you can get people like that are still out there dancing a little bit so I don't know, John. Right. If you have any sorry, experience everyone that didn't want. No, it, it's all good. It's weddings. all good. I'm I'm actually taking notes here. I, I've <laughs> I've uh, I've had a girlfriend for a long time, so that's eventually <laughs> going to be the next step. So yeah, yeah I, I will. Macarena. I will say, John, if 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 you want to like fly me out to Reno to DJ your wedding, <laughs> I will come out of retirement to come and, and get a, a free trip out to Reno. You know, you want to throw in some chips to some of the casinos? Hey, by all means, I'll come out there now. <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of good DJs out there in Reno as well. So actually, I think uh, someone, because I, I, as a DJ, I used to also karaoke host. And I think one of my regulars a long time ago, she actually moved out to Reno and like joined a band or it's like a funk band or something like that out there. So it's kind of rad. Maybe, maybe Reno's got kind of a fun music scene. <laughs> although, uh, although that's, uh, you said jazz. Oh, Dylan's into like some There's weird stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh my god, Ray. I'm feeling so <laughs> attacked for my musical choices right now. If it's I not like... Drake or Meek Mill or Cardi B, then yeah, it's I don't I probably don't know it right now. It's all good. Okay. I, I yeah, listen I to like anything from those three. I listen to some heavy music, so <laughs> Dylan, I, I feel ya. I feel ya. <laughs> well it's funny because I, I, I bought uh I don't know if your team has done anything like this, but Orange County they did actually I don't know if it, Dylan's a little bit younger. I don't know what your age level is, John. But back when I was younger, we had baseball cards uh, and things like that. And Orange County actually released a full set of their team in baseball card form. And I went in this last match. They had like a clearance sale. They were like sort of trying to, you know, end a season, trying to reduce your 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 amount of supplies or whatever. And they um, they have like a full set for the team of baseball cards. And on the back of it, it shows you what's their favorite music. And you got some of, I, I swear, some someone on there has Meek Mill uh, as their favorite music. I forget what some of the other ones were, but that just sort of. No, that is really. Africa by Toto. <laughs> What'd you say, Dylan? <laughs> Africa by Toto. I'm sure it's not on anyone's. I don't think that was it on It should be no. on everybody's. Like, let's I, I be honest say, here. <laughs> I will say on uh, Contour, Owasu, on, uh, what is it? Owasu, Ansu. Owosu uh, Ansa Contour. Yeah, there contour, you go. Contour, Owosu Ansa, sorry. How, yeah, the, whatever order we're putting that in there. Owosu is his first name. I think his, his his music choice was some, and he actually had to put it on there, it was some Ghanaian, Ga- I don't know. Ghanaian? Ghanaian? Is that how you say it? I don't know how you say it. But Am I like the culture expert of this podcast? Yeah, you are, Which man. is saying something. Dude, I'm the person that I mean, listens to Drake and Meek Mill and Cardi B, so I definitely don't have much culture going on with me, right? Um, unless it's English football. Yeah. I think I might have you beat my lower league team. <laughs> you and your Luton Town Hatters, um, but yeah. So we're, see, John, you've learned our podcast just starts getting into some random conversations here. Um, We've wasted six minutes. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. It's all good. <laughs> hey, that's why people might listen to us. Hey, uh, let's do this really quick. And John, you can participate if you want. Let mm-hmm. me know if you want to. But we need to pick an MVP for the Orange County Seattle match. Um, I don't know, John, you got to maybe watch the end of it. You got to watch a couple little highlights there. Do you have any thoughts on who you would uh, say was the MVP or the, the, the man of the match for that? No, you know, I feel like it, I feel like it'd be cheap to throw out a random name out there without, you know, actual uh, facts behind it. So I'll, I'll sit this one out. But uh, next time I'm on the show, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you want a quick hint, you know there was one of our players that was on the USL team of the week. His name was Josh Hoyveld. If you want to just throw that name out, just because the league recognized it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he played really well. <laughs> he uh, he got on team of the week. Yeah, he's he, he he's my decision there, Ray. There you go, awesome, John. 
<laughs> Dylan, what about you? Who would be your be uh, your pick be for uh, man of the match? That's a oh man. My my heart and my my uh, love of like screenwriting or something. Not screenwriting, but uh, screenwriting. Not. I'm trying to think of the someone smarter than me. Tell me what it is. But Thespianism. Scripts. Scripts is what I was thinking of. Mm. You know that that Hollywood script for that that guy, and it's like kind of the the twilight his career, and he still scores a goal. So my heart wants to say Richard Chaplow. My brain wants to say uh, Aiden Quinn. I mean, he's he's clutched for the net week Cold in week out. Ice. He's given just passes left, right, mostly left. No, actually, mostly yeah, mostly left oh, and, uh, yeah, and mostly forwards. And foot. his impact is just huge week to week. Um, it's getting to the point where I'm now nervous that he is going to end up in the MLS next year. So uh, hands off, LAFC, or whoever owns his rights, go away. We want him. Or Mr. Keston somehow find a way to get us uh, promoted or no. Uh, I don't want to be like Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't want that. We like USL. All right, so you're going with Aiden Quinn then? Yes, oh. yeah. Uh, no, maybe a duel, maybe a split. They both get it. Between who? Between Chaplow and, and Quinn. Right. My heart says Chaplow and my brain says Quinn. <laughs> well, let's do this. Uh, I'm going to just go weird here, and I'm going to say my, my, I guess, player or players or player whatever the match is going to be Cornelli's head and Chaplow's whatever backside hip or whatever it is that combination right there was just awesome uh got Chaplow his goal on his big you know big night uh and you know Cornelli was a big part of that I mean because if Chaplow wasn't in the way pretty much Cornelli has the goal there so um yeah that works for him that'll work for me so all of us I I say all of us had great choices there great choice John great choice Dylan uh and I guess I'll give myself a patent back there uh yeah. So what next, Dylan? Maybe something about soccer. <laughs> <laughs> something about soccer. <laughs> uh, so we have this big match coming up uh, this weekend. We sort of started talking about it a little bit earlier in the in the episode. Uh, Reno is hosting Orange County. Both teams still have something to play for, even though it's the very final match of the season for both teams. Uh, let's just sort of maybe go through our game predictions here. Uh, I think, uh, John, you already sort of already let us know what your thoughts are. You're thinking it's going to be a draw, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Uh, is Do you think it's going to be a low-scoring defensive uh, affair? Do you think it's going to be just sort of a goal fest? What are your thoughts on I um, think uh, No, I, don't, I think it'll be a low-scoring affair. I think the, the most amount of goals that will be scored is one each team. Um, like, you guys have been really hot. Our defense has been really good. Reno hasn't been scored on in four matches and uh actually i think it's i'm pretty sure it's three um yeah matt persano has just been really good since Mar- since went up to the quakes um so i i feel that this defensive ride will continue but of course i can't tell you exactly what ian's gonna do <laughs> with the team <laughs> so it, i mean that's my guess is if everything goes the way that i've been seeing It'll be a draw, but who knows with, with, I don't even know, you know, I won't know until I see that starting lineup uh, about an hour before the match. <laughs> I'll, I'll text you then and, and we'll uh, <laughs> give us we'll, a little bit more of an idea on that, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dylan, what about you? Do you have any thoughts or any uh, predictions on how this match is going to go? I think a draw is, is pretty fair. Um, playing away isn't going to help. Uh, Reno is obviously a quality side, and there's a fair amount of, uh, I think, three 
a former OC players there. Um, and it's just, it's hard to say. It's hard to really say that Orange County is going to uh, be able to put three past Reno or something, especially having such a good uh, defensive record the last few weeks. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with probably like another 2-2 draw like we had uh, earlier in this year. Hopefully uh, no, uh, hoping no dive for a penalty. All right. Uh, just real quick, Ray, I want to point out the fact <laughs> Go for it. that Dylan and I earlier in the season also thought it was going. the first match was going to be a draw, and it turned out being a draw. So, you know, just, just something to think about. Roll around in the old noggin there. That's a pretty small sample size. I don't think we can say we're like yeah, those stats Well, experts. see, we can say that we are 100% correct <laughs> yeah, at this point. Only in regards to Reno matches. Hey, it, Reno, it's Reno something. OC. Yep. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and props to you, John, for even remembering back that far because I have no remembrance of of what the 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 thoughts were on that. So great job on that. Um, I'm just gonna then. I'm not gonna jump on the bandwagon. I I think oh. thanks to Vegas's failure tonight, and you guys, you know, John, feel free to to harp on Vegas on this because Vegas is failing to win against Phoenix. Uh, because of that failure, Orange County is gonna come out with something to play for. Uh, if if Vegas would have somehow beat Phoenix, all Orange County would need would be one point in that match, and they would be guaranteed first place. Uh, with Phoenix looking at this point like they're going to win tonight, unless something changes, uh, that means that Orange County will have to probably win on Saturday against you guys. Uh, and I'm hoping, you know, the 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 thought of it between and, and Dylan and I have always talked about this throughout the season is is Orange County plays to the level of their opponents and. Reno's been playing really well lately, so I think that's going to sort of play in Orange County's favor, hopefully. And I, I see Orange County maybe coming away with a 1-0 or 2-1 victory against Reno. Um, and, and by all means, John, feel free to, to blame Vegas on that. <laughs> I mean, I, I blame Vegas for anything anyway, <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so there's your, your predictions. Maybe uh, Dylan and John will be right again, and they'll agree, and it'll be a draw again between these two teams. And you know, maybe somehow uh, Portland will uh, help Orange County this weekend as they face Phoenix. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And there you go. Um, next thing, there, there was something I was just thinking. This happens all the time to me, too, is I always forget what I wanted to bring up. Um, well, there's no Prem this week, so we can't talk about your favorite we, team. We can, though, because I know even at the Orange County match, we talked about it. I don't know, John, do you watch Premier League at all? English Premier League? Yeah. Um, Andy, stop listening. A, <laughs> a, <laughs> yeah, a little. Well, a while back, I went to cover the um, San Jose Earthquakes and Manchester United friendly. And I have a rule that if I see a team, and I'm, I'm prepared to get crap for this, but if... I have a rule that if I see a team that that plays for a different league in a different country and I see them, then I immediately they are my team. So I've been. So you and Dylan can be buddies then. Are you a United fan, Dylan? I grew up a United fan. Um, yeah, not really much class anymore. Class of '92, and I've kind of given it up as most of the players that I liked and respected left. Fair enough. 
I mean, this is... They're just not fun to watch, so there's well, no I mean, point. they're awful. If I wanted to wake up and sleep, then I would just keep sleeping. There's no point in setting alarm to get up and watch. So, yeah, I mean, on that note, too, I work at a radio station, like, really early on Saturday and Sunday morning, so I, I haven't actually missed a United match. Well, I think there's one on, like, a Tuesday or something. But anyway, so, yeah, I, I loosely keep up with Premier League is the, the answer. <laughs> no, definitely. Okay, so... Um, really quick then, I don't know if you got to see, I know Dylan talked to me about it at the, at the match this weekend is, uh, Tottenham played against Cardiff city and, and this sort of gets into this whole refereeing topic. Cause Dylan and I always have some beef with the refs uh, pretty much every weekend in the USL. Uh, it's mostly me. <laughs> no, no, no. I do too. I, 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 you know, trust me cause I watch Premier League religiously, at least my team Tottenham. Uh, so I see those refs and then I watch the USL refs and I understand it's not the same level. It's, it's like 10 levels difference in quality of, of not just play on the field, but just, you know, even what you have as refs. Uh, but there was a play in the match, uh, Tottenham against Cardiff where a Cardiff player, uh, well, a Tottenham player basically tapped the ball by a Cardiff player and he had the pace to run by the Cardiff player. Uh, Cardiff player just sort of looks over his shoulder, says, you know, I'm not going to get this ball. So I'm just going to take out the guy's legs and then was uh i guess shocked and even his I, I apparently his manager was shocked or his coach was shocked that a red card a straight red card was given and i dylan mentioned this at the match uh, because you know i think when we were talking about the seattle match uh, the thought was you know there was a play about 10 minutes before the penalty that there should have been a red card uh for a i think last defender penalty or foul uh, I think in most leagues, and I think USL is, plays by that rule too, is if you're the last person, I know Andre Rolls recently got this, he was the last defender, fouled someone on a scoring opportunity and was given a straight red card. Something happened like that to Michael Seaton, I believe, on the Seattle match, and was given a yellow card to the to Seattle player. So we yeah, talked about we it. We saw it in July as well. Um, <laughs> uh, Diego Restrepo from San Antonio. San Antonio, yes. Taking Seaton out and missing the ball. Seaton just Rawls got his for handling the ball outside the box and being the last man. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah. But uh, in, in this Tottenham Cardiff match, the player's like, I'm not going to get this ball. This guy's going to get by me. I'm just going to take out his legs. And he took out the legs. Coach is mad. Uh, apparently, Cardiff, they actually appealed the call, the red card. Um, and the Premier League said, you know, or whoever's in charge of it said, nope, it's it's a red card. It's it's obvious. And I think everyone in the, in the world, except for the Cardiff City team and coaches, and then the announcer on the Tottenham match was even saying that should be a yellow card. I, I it. This could be a long story, and this could be probably a whole episode of talking about it. But, um, yeah, I don't even know why we started talking about it to begin with. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was just a, a crazy play. I, I, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we're going to talk about that challenge, <laughs> um, which was, I believe, Joe Rawls on Lucas Mora. Yes. Um, yes. 37th minute in the Seattle-Orange County match. There's pretty much an identical challenge from um, Burke Tilroy on Ennevoldson and nothing. there was nothing there and uh Ennevoldson took uh, some exception to that and uh, got into his face and was wagging his finger around and <laughs> yeah, but, I can uh, only imagine the words that were said because Ennevoldson is a very passionate individual and a very passionate player uh, I would not him, want to be on the other end of that Anna it's Volson probably like a hair dryer from Ferguson Ennevoldson could use different language and the ref would have no idea what he's saying but um I think, I think the the idea is there, and he probably <laughs> used English. <laughs> well, I think the refs at the end of the match, I think the refs had to get escorted off, too, by security. So I think they already knew that they probably butchered uh, some of the calls in that match. So, 
Um, yeah, the Seattle uh, bench was not pleased oh, yes. by any stretch of the imagination. Well, and they should s- honestly be glad that they didn't get that penalty in the 85th minute and the red card because that's ex- absolutely what should have happened. And there should have been a card on, on Burke Gilroy in the, in the, I think, 35th or 40th minute for that challenge as well. Well, and, and John, lucky. John, you said you, you watched the end of that match, so you probably saw when uh, the penalty happened. And then all, like, there was probably like five or six Seattle players getting up in the ref's face, and the ref got out his white... Uh, invisible or, or disappearing foam sprayed it on the ground took three steps back and said stay behind the line and i don't think anyone did I, I, you know how did he not issue any cards to any of the players for not following instructions i, I don't get it i mean I, I feel like that that happens in, in reno like <laughs> all the time I, so like what i normally do is i hang out in the press box for a little bit for about a half and then I go down uh, onto the field to take some pictures, right? So I'm I'm usually right there, and I can actually hear what <laughs> what some of the players are saying. Uh, like Antoine Opino is the most vocal guy ever. Uh, expletive, expletive, expletive. But anyway, um, is it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I it always coming from a, a background like you know I haven't really been following soccer before Reno became a team, so. It, it always surprises me that that refs allow players to get you know in his face. <laughs> it I, I happens it was, in like every game, at I least at was, one point. I just thought it was so funny that the ref pulled out that disappearing foam and sprayed it on the ground like that was going to do anything. Where these players are going to like hit some sort of invisible wall or be like, "Oh, you put the foam there, I'll stay back" or anything like that. It was mm-hmm. it, the players could care less <laughs> about this invisible foam, and I, I just I started cracking up. I think I noticed that at the game, and then when I went through and watched like the highlights and the replay, I was just cracking up at like that ref was literally like thinking that was going to protect him from any uh, any you know criticism arguments or, from the players. Right. Criticism, yeah. Whatever you want to say it was, I, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so <laughs> that that I guess that takes care of our our you know our rant about the refs. Um, talking about hilarious things, I know uh, last episode Dylan and I got to talk about it the the hacking of the Orange County oh. Twitter account. Uh, I heard I was listening to the USL show and you guys on the USL show, John, you guys were uh, were giving us a little bit of a, a you you were letting Orange County have it for for whatever happened there and you guys were i think sort of crying i didn't piece it together and dylan i don't know if you did at the time last week that it was the owner of mcafee security uh like the computer virus protection he it was him that was actually hacked, or maybe not him but his name was the one all over uh the orange county twitter account for there uh, so i was listening to like john and the guys on the usl show and they were they were laughing that maybe instead of uh uh whoever we have sponsoring like free kicks or whatever maybe mcafee can sponsor the wall i guess when we build a wall for free kicks <laughs> nice. i think it's what they said so i want to give it's i don't know if it was you john or who it was over there but usl show you guys did a great job on that that was awesome i loved hearing that it was funny um the but, firewall uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> the fire yes yes that's exactly what it was i i and i again i want to give usl show credit i don't remember who it was but it's not me that thought of that i don't know if it was you john or if it was someone else with the with the show I thought that was just funny, and, and I don't know, Dylan. Did you put that together uh, when that happened? That it was actually the the McAfee virus protection guy. That uh, well, I don't think it was John McAfee himself. I'm sure it I'm, was well, it one wasn't of his but like the ca- the, the Cambodian hackers or something like that. I think we generally attribute it to Russia. Really, anywhere that has I think anytime there's hacking, it's Russia the or North Korea or China. Yep. Yeah. So 
I mean, what we really should learn is it's just people that have access to a computer and time and generally are in poverty because they have nothing particularly else to do. <laughs> so they can devote a lot of time into cracking what was probably not a very secure password, in all honesty. Yeah. I'm sure it was brute force and with any sort of good password, that takes a very, very long time. But all props to the USL show because they, they actually were having a good time with it. I, I listened to it and I actually cracked up a couple times when I heard some of the stuff they were talking about. Um, I think they were talking about also too is, is you know, were they possibly going to sell virus protection to <laughs> yeah. Orange County Soccer Club or something like that now? Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, now you can look back at it and it was a little funny. Maybe at the time it was a little weird and, uh, you know, you're like, great, let's get this fixed because it, it, it's sort of an, an embarrassment for not just Orange County, but for the league in, in general. So glad it was able to get fixed. Now we can look back at it and sort of have fun with it. I know Tampa Bay Rowdies had a little bit of fun with Orange County and a couple other things. So got corrected. Orange County Soccer Club Twitter account is now back to normal, hopefully, unless something's happened now. Uh, but awesome. Um, hey, I also want to point out that Ray accused me of doing it. <laughs> I didn't accuse you. I just asked. Hey, is it you? Okay, you asked. asked. It was not me in case we're curious. Hey, just wanted to ask. Everyone's a suspect. Yes. You know, it it is what it is. Um, What else? Oh, uh, we, we, man, a few episodes back towards the beginning, I think, of our stuff. We talked about Albuquerque or New Mexico getting a soccer team. They've Mm. unveiled their new name. Wow. Their logo. What is it? uh, New Mexico United? Yeah. Uh, Pretty generic name, I guess. I mean, you guys are Man United fans, so it's sort of copying that. I think I think that's sort of the the thing is find a European team and copy because it's them. Um, who else is newer? Is uh, F, uh, El Paso Locomotive? Oh, right. I don't know if that's like Locomotive Moscow. Well, that's that's what they were talking about. Then you have like the Houston Dynamo, <laughs> and you've got stuff like that. The USO show was talking about that as well, and I, I think one of you guys was a genius too, is because I guess they're sort of marketing it as El Paso Loco as well. Yeah. Yeah. which is sort of a cool twist on it because um, it sort of mixes in with the Hispanic uh, mm-hmm. thoughts and, and whatnot, and the El Paso crazies, you know, or whatever you want to call them. So that'll be interesting how that works. Um, I think those two teams are going to naturally just by driving distance be sort of uh, uh, the the rivals because I think uh, El Paso and maybe Colorado would be the closest, maybe Phoenix to New Mexico. Um I know there were some thoughts on the New Mexico badge or 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 crest that it's a little bland. The the New Mexico crew is one that I heard that was uh, was pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. It was not a well done crest at all. It, they really yeah. should have incorporated some of that that design that the state flag had. Well, guys, someone on, know, someone on Twitter went and someone on Twitter actually went through and sort of tried to mm. show what a redesign utilizing the flag and the the state color on the flag or whatever. And I yeah, thought that, that one kills looked a lot it. nicer. The, it, that was the one with, like, so. the orange or the deep red, right? Yeah, that, and that, that, yeah that, the deep yeah. red. And then the, the whatever flag. that symbol is that's on the state flag instead of the star. Which like a crosshair sense. kind of thing. Yeah, that makes yeah. so much more sense. Um, so I don't know. Maybe New Mexico sort of butchered their logo. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a I'm a L.A. Clipper fan for basketball, and we sort of got, got harassed for about a good year when we unveiled our new logo, and it was how it was, you know, made no sense and – just look generic and maybe that's sort of what we have here but uh you know it is it's it's, it's called the zia sun symbol in case we're curious there you, oh yeah it's the the, I, the I zia people that. the 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 native american tribe that's sort of their symbol oh see now that i know that that's a huge <laughs> missed opportunity Jeez. yeah that's rad <laughs> hmm. but yeah no it's it's um 
and, and and you know the cross you know i think the the el paso logo looks a lot nicer mm-hmm. um it actually has sort of this like look to it i mean and that matches what they're doing you know the locomotive they have that train sort of front of a train look but you know, hey, you know, we're getting all these these new teams coming, some teams leaving. Penn FC apparently is having some issues with their ownership group or something. Um, they're oh, we could do a whole episode on that. They're taking a year off, <laughs> yeah. from, a, a year off from soccer. Rush soccer, apparently. I don't know if you guys saw the video with the one of the owners the owner, put tape the over owner. put tape over the Rush soccer logo. Uh, yeah, that's just yeah, that's crazy. But uh, hopefully, Penn FC can figure out how to get a team back on for. I guess League One in 2020, because um, you want to see success for these teams. I, I know there's fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as a Reno fan, as an Orange County fan, I would hate to see our teams sort of have to dissolve or or say bye bye because you know something like that. So hopefully that gets resolved, fixed. Penn FC is still around or whatever the the next step on that is. Bunch yeah. of USL news going on. I hope they go back to the Penn Islanders, uh, and that's not just for the jokes okay i i, I never like heard joke the jokes so I, don't I will just write it out in our chat because it may make more sense when you see <laughs> okay. it, as opposed to hear it. Um, i really liked I uh i really like el paso's logo a lot like i, I hate the no, name cool. like i was the i was the one on the the usl show who pointed out the locos um okay good job okay yeah, uh, but anyway, I like I like that it, a lot. <laughs> I just realized what you were like cracking <laughs> up there at John too. And for everyone that's listening, when we record, we can chat with each other in the background, and we're not going to repeat what Dylan just uh, typed up there. Some of you may know this that's joke. That's the joke. Yeah, some of you may know it, but uh, sorry, John, keep going. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, not not a huge fan on that El Paso name, but I really, really, really like that logo. It's clean. And then, you know, I mean, uh, New Mexico United's all right. It's it, New Mexico is just again. It it looks like what the Clippers did a couple of years. It looks just very generic and it doesn't look like it has anything to do with anything New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, there was jokes about it being like the crew or um, in reference to Columbus Crew, who probably won't be around next year. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, we could probably spend a lot of time on on Penn FC or on on all this change in movement in the usl new teams coming in teams dropping down teams taking a year off uh, but it's a good postseason episode i think it probably would be yeah um part of our postseason though will be taken uh you know once the playoffs end we're going to get into our awards ceremony uh you know uh, for those of you that have not yet voted for the orange and black soccer cast awards feel free to head on over to our website uh, we have, have links. two more days we have two links more on days well yeah two more days the 13th get your votes in the 13th uh i might keep it open till the 14th depending because i know we have one more game there but head on out and vote uh, for those of you that may be listening that don't really follow the club but you want to go through we, we've included some stats we've included some uh like we have uh categories of best goal best assist best celebration and we've actually included uh, the videos to correspond with that. So if you don't really get to watch us or you don't remember them, you can go on and check that out. Oh, and by the way, um, our guest John is one of the uh, um, nominees for the category of best podcast guest. Uh, so you know if you're a follower of 1868 Weekly or you follow John, you're listening to this because of him, you want to support him, go on there and vote for him. And while you're at it, check everything else out and vote for the other awards as well. Um, you know, we've... We've actually got a pretty close race or a pretty good race on that podcast guest of the year. Uh, so, uh, you know, John, uh, maybe maybe you'll have an award. I don't know. We're not going to vote for John. 
<laughs> I did. Oh, wait, I wasn't supposed to say that. Yeah! Oh, actually, that's probably bad news bears, Dylan. Oh, you Edit that out. I didn't hear anything. Did you, Ray? Ah, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. Now you're going to make me go ed- do some editing after this, Dylan. Thank you for that. Nah, we'll leave it on there. It's not like Andy's... <laughs> it's not like Andy dropping, uh, dropping some uh, censored word on there uh, at our live broadcast. <laughs> Tons of... Ex- all, all the live broadcasts. <laughs> we did a live broadcast, and... And we have one of our, our biggest supporters. He listens to every episode. He was there, and we actually forced him to get on the mic. And uh, not knowing it, he sort of – I forget what he said. It, I mean, it wasn't horrible. It was in, in the conversation, but I felt maybe a need to – That's some excrement yeah. from a particular farm animal. Yeah, yeah, from the, the one with the <laughs> horns that's related to a cow, the male version oh, of a cow. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I I, <laughs> I'm like, great, let me go through and, and edit that. I just sort of reversed his, his audio at that one second there. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's the magic of being live and, and whoever was listening to our broadcast, like they're doing now, you got to hear the whole thing unedited, but uh, we're not, we're not on, you know, FM or AM radio. So we don't have to worry about FCC mm-hmm. regulations. I know you're familiar with that. Probably, uh, John, yeah, you do radio shows. Yeah. You gotta be very like no expletives <laughs> on radio or, or, uh, <laughs> or you are royally screwed. <laughs> Do you guys, what is it? Do you guys get like strikes or something? You get like one or two strikes and then you're done? Or is it just pretty much, if it happens, man, you're just. You know, it's, it's not, I don't think it's a common issue to be honest with you, because I think a lot of people who are on radio or at least in the station don't do it uh, because they're well aware of it, but it has happened before. That's something I'll get back to you on. It hasn't (laughs) happened to me yet. I mean, I said, I said, uh, damn it on the air, but uh, I never got anything about it. Yeah. I never got anything about that. So. Um, do you do do you do sports radio or do you do like uh, regular you know top forty or uh, like no so I'm a news announcer so I announce okay. the the yeah the local news and then every now and then like the other day I did traffic which uh, people may be listening which I enjoyed so much I love traffic and then <laughs> and then um, yeah no I'll be doing I'll be doing Bay Area sports for about a week in November so I kind of oh, wow. just do whatever they give me you know. I was gonna say, is there traffic in Reno? I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's okay. rough. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Reno doesn't have very good uh, like public transit, unfortunately. <laughs> You're telling us <laughs> ours is basically it might as well not exist. Well, we're so really? spread out. I mean, you, I mean Reno, like you, Reno, you probably can drive like 30 minutes and you're out of the city, right? Yeah, definitely. In, in Orange County, you drive 30 minutes, you're still in some kind of traffic mm. and city and buildings. And, I mean, you have to literally drive like two, three, four hours to get out of suburbia or city or whatever you want to call it. Um, and, yeah, our Orange County is so small and so populated. I mean, rush hour, like 5 o'clock, you're on the freeway. You're stuck. Except for Dylan because he's on a motorcycle, so he's one of those guys nice. weaving in and out of, of everyone. Okay, I'm not weaving in and out. I'm not that You're crazy. one of those ones where I'm like, I'm just going to open my door as I see him coming. <laughs> Please don't do that. To our listeners that, that might people. think that's yeah, acceptable, don't do that to Dylan. I, it's not. You will kill <laughs> don't someone. Don't do that. Yeah, I, I was just sort of trying to be funny there, and it probably wasn't the funniest thing. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I would never do that. I'm actually one of those guys that will move over to the side a little bit and give you a little bit more space. Still, yeah. So. You're my favorite. If I ever see you on the freeway, I'll be sure you to. You got to give me the thumbs up or. Punch your window yeah, off or something. Do it, <laughs> give you the finger. Yeah, do it, Dylan. Start screaming at you in front of your kids. Yeah. Let's, let's see what happens, Dylan. <laughs> All right. So, see, like, we've, we've rambled on a little bit here. We got into some stuff. We rambled Again. some more. And yeah. I think it's a good time to, to say let's, let's end this here. So, we're going to do this. Um, before we get to our final thoughts, John, uh, give our listeners a 
a, uh, a an idea of where they can find you or where they can go listen to you or where they can hear more about Reno FC? Sure, uh, yeah. Um, so the podcast is hosted on SoundCloud and it's also on iTunes, 1868 Weekly, so check that out. Uh, as for social media, I really hate Facebook and I'm not handsome yeah, enough buddy. to take pictures. So no Instagram. Uh, I don't know if that's how it works. Twitter, lots of Twitter, uh, 1868 Weekly. Feel free to follow me at John Macaluso. And uh, you can also find the show at the Beautiful Game Network. Hmm. Check it out. <laughs> I wonder where we've heard of that before. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe maybe you could start a MySpace page. Oh, totally. Yeah, let's do – we should bring MySpace back. Let's. I think we should talk with all the Beautiful Game Network people. Let's just sort of bring back MySpace and, and make it our own little – space i don't know we need we need a face as goofy as tom <laughs> tom was awesome dylan <laughs> dylan is too young to know what who tom is i or what my am not is. that young oh my god you guys i'm well, not, I like 10 years anything. old whoa <laughs> i know ray is always i'm cultured i'm a child <laughs> yeah you're too cultured and you're too young dylan that's 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 basically i know who how old are you dylan tom is I am twenty. Oh, okay, that for yeah. just about a month. That's, Tom, that is pretty I, young. I think Tom was dying out at that point when he became <laughs> social media savvy or something. Because Tom was, you know, it's good for him. He's living his best yeah. life. He took all that money, money. He travels yeah. around and he takes photos. So wait, and, and he and he had the most friends of anyone on social media at one point. So um, yeah, take that, Zuckerberg. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's get around and just do our final thoughts. Uh, John, just in case you didn't know, we always just do sort of random final thoughts at the end of each episode. It can be soccer related. It can be random you know, information, a random fact, or anything you want to share with people if you have anything. If not, you can just uh, say, I don't have anything. Yeah, I'll, uh, I think I'll dedicate this, this uh, minute that I have to thanking you guys. Um, it, it's funny because the very first um, – the very first – Oh, I totally lost my train of thought. Maybe we'll want to talk about that real quick. <laughs> happens to me all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the very first time I was on the show, it was it was pretty like I don't like I don't want to say professional because you guys are professional right now, but it was pretty you know like <laughs> we uh, we were a little like tight like tense you know it was like the first episode and and we we wanted to sound good or or you guys. <laughs> so I didn't really get to know you guys that well. Is pretty much what I'm saying. But this episode has been a lot of fun, and of course, uh, I really have appreciated you guys' help in in becoming part of the uh, uh, beautiful game network, which has been really cool because I've I've been able to meet a lot of other people, and that's been really great. So thanks to Orange and Black Podcast, you guys are great. I appreciate you guys, uh, Ray and Dylan. I appreciate you too. Uh, that's it. That's those are my my final thoughts. <laughs> Oh man, now we're gonna. Right, well, I, I gotta say, it's mostly Ray. <laughs> Anytime that someone says something nice about this podcast, I really, I show up, I talk. That's kind of what I do. And here. you talk to players it, at the matches. You do that too. I mean, I, I don't have to do anything important here. So heap your heap your praise on Ray, everyone. He's putting the. Work I'll, I'll, I will keep my praise for the both of you. <laughs> awesome. That's that's okay. that's what I want to hear, John. It's Dylan. You know, Dylan is very humble. There, he helps out a lot. He uh, he's gotten on to the Twitter account, and he's actually. Uh, had some really uh, interesting tweets that have been shared from our Twitter account as well. So, uh, and then he just has you know way more knowledge when you go back past this season with Orange County. Uh, he was a little because bit... I have no life. Well, let's be realistic. <laughs> I'm young. I'm not married. I'm I'm unattached. Uh, my only love is of course cats um, and this team. The I musical. Mean, 
No, oh, okay. my like cats, oh, okay. like the one that joined us last week, oh, okay. Eva. She's very. Uh, evil, she just cat. got spayed today. And my other one, the uh, original cat of mine, Optimus, turns 11 years old tomorrow. So, those are those are really good qualities for a sports journalist, though. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. See, this definitely. is this is where Dylan, it, you know, is more integral to the show that he may want to uh, let people believe is, you know, I am a father. I have a full time job other than podcasting. I also go to school. Uh, I know Dylan goes to school as well, but I mean, and and I coach one of my son's soccer teams, so I have a pretty full slate of stuff. I get like two hours uh, out of the week to come down to my garage, uh, where I'm basically recording this with whoever's you know willing to come on record with me and uh dylan does a a lot of 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 heavy work Uh, you know he's he's actually gone he has the ability to go to phoenix and go to vegas and actually uh get credentialed in those stadiums and cover the team out there for us so it's been a big uh help there so dylan's been been a big part of this podcast uh, and the growth of us as well um john i want to thank you uh you know you mentioned the first episode you came on i think we had a bunch of technical issues that episode too where our connections kept dropping off and we had to keep uh restarting Mm -hmm. and yeah, and that was a fun experience for me because I was up for three hours afterwards trying to edit it and oh, piece everything together. Uh, we've definitely uh, come a long way since then because I think, you know, I think I, I can say for myself and I think with Dylan, we're a lot more comfortable talking with each other. You, um, I'm sure those of you that listen, you can hear we go back and forth a little bit better and a little bit easier on that. And, and we've sort of learned a little bit from everything. Um you know, it's funny. We're, we're, we're getting ready to wrap up and we have uh, Logan on here asking, who do you who do we think will play in the playoffs? Um, I'm assuming he's, he's he's asking about the last two positions in the West, right? And then I would I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. Who, do you, right. who, do you, who are we going to get in the playoffs? I I know uh, um, it, it's it's sort of up in the air because I don't really know what's going on with any of those teams. Um, I would say probably I want to play Swope Park, but uh, I don't know. What do you think, Dylan? Yeah, I guess here comes my expertise as the resident guy with no life. <laughs> um, I would like for st louis to stay in i don't want to play them um so i would actually prefer that san antonio swing on up take that eighth spot because we have thoroughly handled them this year okay um, well, hold on really quick dylan I, I i don't Go ahead. i don't mean to cut you off but i'm i just saw what logan was messaging on our live broadcast and i'm refreshed espn mm-hmm. okay it's five two las five vegas, two yes. las vegas I was waiting to get there. I was freaking Sorry. out in the chat Sorry. a few minutes ago. Go, go that, for it. That's go what, right as John yeah, stopped. Totally that's what like, threw John yeah. off. I was freaking out. Continue. Continue, oh, Dylan. Jeez. Where was I? Yeah, I would like Swope Park uh, to switch places with San Antonio. San Antonio come in. Um, we obviously have the substantially better record. We play them. They don't seem to know how to play here. Um, we already got that that trash talking for the rest of the season, even though I know that um, Restrepo has been benched the last few weeks after their 4-0 loss to Phoenix. I think we can handle San Antonio quite easily. They haven't been able to adjust to the way we play. We've picked them apart both times. For the rest of the... I don't know. I hope St. Louis makes it. You know, they go back and forth in between leagues every year. And <laughs> it'd be nice if they finally just stayed in one and if they finally made the playoffs. But you know, the, anyone who listens to our podcast is active on the Reddit is the running gag is that a Cincinnati can't win a playoff match and St. Louis never even makes it and that they'll be back in the East next year. So uh, hopefully uh, the only thing of those that comes true is that Cincinnati. How is. funny would it be if uh, I was having a conversation with some guys with the Battleborn Brigade earlier. How funny would it be if the USL did adopt that three conference uh, format 
And then uh, St. Louis FC goes into that third. <laughs> that, I mean, they'd the, have to go the into the central, one. and I think that'd be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> and I think that'd actually be really great for the league. That would just be confusing for playoffs, though. Oh, totally. I, I 100% agree. <laughs> you could agree. make it work. It'd have to be something like how Major League Baseball does it. Yeah, but it still would be confusing. It's like two more games, I think, really. Yeah, but still, I mean, yeah. It's more soccer. It's more time I get to talk <laughs> about it. Oh, All right, let's uh, let's get. Yeah. To, uh, I don't know if we ever got into your random last thing to say, Dylan. Um, I kind of alluded to it when I said that I'm unattached, unmarried, and love cats. Uh, happy birthday to my OG cat Optimus. Um, Seventeen pounds, in and uh, and old now, but uh, you know, that's about it. It was that in the uh, the Vegas match, and that's five two with about uh, five minutes left to play. So. Three minutes in in regular time and then whatever extra time they add on there it looks like because yeah so yeah. this is great for us um shout out to former orange county player carlos alvarez for getting that that fourth goal for them um this is huge for orange county wow uh, it's gonna take a minute try not to freak out <laughs> i know um, it's one of those things where like i don't want to say thank you vegas but i sort of want to say it already even though it, it would be a little you know it's that whole uh I'm going to butcher the saying, but counting your eggs before they hatch or chickens before they hatch whatever the heck that thing is um yes Go it's go Vegas, finish strong. Don't let Phoenix back in this somehow way, uh, somehow some way. You know, even if you give up two goals, I'll be happy because uh, then that means uh, the match again. And I'm sure you know what. Although you don't like Vegas, uh, John, you probably will be a little bit more happy because then OC's not as determined to win against you guys. Um, maybe you can get home field. I don't know. Let's let's not get too crazy on that. <laughs> go Vegas, finish strong. I know uh, if you're listening to the podcast, it's releasing on Thursday. Uh, you already know the it's score, but right now yeah. we're recording live and the score is almost done, but it's 5-2, which is awesome. Um, random thought for me. I probably had one, but I totally forgot about it. Um, so we'll just uh, finish with mine. Yeah, no, we'll just end it here. Uh, so we'll end the podcast uh, for Dylan, uh, for John, who decided to join us. Um, awesome for joining us, John. Thanks for coming out. Hopefully we'll do this again. Yeah, thanks for having me. And for all you listeners, if you're listening for the first time, go back and listen to some of our old episodes to hear what we talk about uh, from time to time. And if this is your, uh, if you are someone that's been listening to us, you know, like Andy, uh, every week from the beginning, thanks for joining us each and every episode. And uh, hope uh, hope we get to uh, keep this up and hope you continue listening to us. This is Ray. Uh, this is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. I think. Yeah, I think we're out. Podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. 
If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.